Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Steven. I'm here with Heath, and this is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us, subscribe, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram. We're not on Facebook just yet. We're not on TikTok just yet. I'm sure those will be coming soon. But y'all, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Um, most of the topics, and if you follow us on Instagram, you know the topics that are coming up tonight. We've been posting on uh, our Instagram, Instagram story, polls. We'll go over those later, but um, thank y'all so much for listening. We have some local news tonight. We're not calling it local shout out, and you'll hear why in a minute. Typically, we do local shout outs where we highlight um, athletes and things in our area for positive reasons. We're calling it local news for <laughs> negative reasons. He's he's what we have. Yeah, this is definitely not a local shout out. So, a couple episodes ago, we mentioned that there's a professional league coming to Mobile. And that'll be one of the host sites. Well, this local professional team hasn't even started their season, and it's already suspended training camp, and the professional league's probably falling apart pretty much that they couldn't pay their hotel expenses. They were getting kicked out of hotels because they couldn't pay their bills, and they couldn't play their players. I don't know who's back in this league, but it's not off to a great start, and it's not even going to get off the ground. Yeah, they were – I mean – like you said, nobody really – I don't know who was backing it, who has the money behind it. Well, I guess there's no money behind it really, but who was, like, starting it? It was supposed to be at, at LAD. Like, I think they had teams at LAD and then kind of in other states. Yeah, it was like four different uh, four different locations. Yeah. Um, so, and it's, like the, it's not like the players and stuff wasn't paying the bills. Like, the league that put this together that had the players come in were supposed to be paying these bills, and they weren't. And I read – Obviously, they were getting kicked out of hotels, and a lot of players are having to make their own transportation, their own if they wanted to find another hotel to stay until they got things situated, had to pay for their own way. And I read uh, the article I read said they were only getting paid like 50 bucks a week. Yeah, it was 50 bucks a week. First of all, how do you call yourself a professional league if you're only paying guys 50 bucks a week? I mean, even if it's training camp. That's criminal. I I mean, that's not even paying somebody. That doesn't even pay for food. That's like us playing church league softball. We don't get paid nothing. Yeah. Man, that's embarrassing. I mean, our church league softball umpires get paid more than them guys. Yeah, but so that's why we just had to put that out there. It just broke this week. But yeah. rolling into we got two hot topics. And the first hot topic is actually an article just came out this past week about Saban retiring. Not now, because we obviously played last week that he's not retiring. Yeah. But after the kick six after the kick six where Auburn uh, returned the ball against Alabama and beat them, Saban actually reached, had his agent reach out to college game day about joining them on ESPN. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I actually – I saw it. I think we dropped the episode Monday – last Monday night. Yeah. And I I saw that article actually that night before I went to bed. And um, it was interesting because, I mean, yeah, you said kick six. That's back. What was that, 2013, 14? Yeah, 13, 14. 13, 14. So, you know, eight, uh, eight years ago, nine years ago. So, a long time ago. But, yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I don't know if, 
you know, I wonder if I don't know if it, because of the kick six, that's what made it. I wonder if he was thinking it ahead of time, anyways, or if I, I don't know. I there wasn't really many details of he didn't think that he had it in him anymore, or he just wasn't loving the game anymore. It didn't really go into detail. All it said was he had his yeah. agent reach out to ESPN and wanted to know what would it look like if I came to work for y'all? Would I be a part of a team? How's the team work and all that stuff? So it didn't really go into detail as far as why he was reaching out to see about possibly retiring from coaching. Yeah, I, like you said, I don't, I don't know if – he could have been just so mad after that game that he was like, hey, you know, this is ridiculous. I can't do this anymore yeah. I mean, because he already won a lot of national championships by then. But, yeah, yeah that – Report came as a surprise to me personally, and uh, it was surprising. But like we did, we we said last week, Saban doesn't have any intentions right now to retire. But stuff can change quickly, and a moment of time, he could retire. And so, yeah, hopefully, yeah. no time soon. I mean, he's since since that kick six, he's won three, three or four um, national championships. Yeah, three or four. So, obviously, he made a good move not retiring. So. Uh, moving on to the second hot topic um, for football fans, NFL football fans especially. Um, so Kyler Murray, Arizona quarter, uh, Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback. They've been having some contract – or trying to get some contract issues worked out. And he officially signed uh, this past week for a – I'm trying to find the years. How, was it a four-year? Five-year. Five-year, two, 230. $230 million dollar extension which that's not crazy that's not why we're bringing it up um because you know that's pretty par for the course i would say and nowadays what's interesting is is the verbiage and some of the uh i guess guidelines in the contract and one of them they're calling the what is it the study the self-study 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 clause or something and it's like in season you have to study by yourself with no TV, not playing video games, and not being on your phone for four hours a week, I think it was. Yeah, it's just four hours a week. Basically, the stuff that they give him, he has to study. And if you're listening, you don't know much about football, especially the quarterback position in the NFL. Listen, most guys study four hours a day by themselves. And, you know, Kyler Murray comes out and he's like, you know, this is so disrespectful. I don't know why. You know, this is being blown out of proportions. You know, people think I don't study. Obviously, they put it in there for a reason because that has never yeah. been in anybody's contract. You're a professional. Four hours a week, you can't study? How do you expect to win if you can't study four hours a week? Yeah, they don't – I don't think they put it in there as a joke. Obviously, they've had problems in the past with him. Maybe – I mean, they were pretty specific. No video games, no TV, off your phone – and very specific with the hours. Um, was he pulling a Jamarcus Russell? Where, you know, Jamarcus Russell, if he's actually a local guy, he got to the NFL, and they noticed that he wasn't studying the stuff they gave him, so they gave him a blank CD. Yeah. And said, when, here, yeah. study these blitz packages. And he comes back the next day, and they said, did you study the blitz packages? He's like, oh, yeah, I got all of them memorized. And there was nothing on the and disc. And there was nothing on the disc. It was a blank disc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, he can get upset all he wants. They, there's a reason. Yeah, they've since changed it because they yeah. said there the was Cardinals so much said kickback. They didn't think that there would be that much kickback. How would you not think that? You basically said your quarterback doesn't study. Yeah. How are you supposed to And work? obviously he doesn't because, like you said, that's, 
that's not put in people's contract. I mean, I it can be because if it's been put in other people's contracts, it would have came out with before now. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of like if. You know, a lot of these contracts have a certain weight limit they want guys to be at. Yeah. And they, they put that in there because maybe the guy's got to struggle with his weight. Like Zion Williamson in the NBA, they put that he has to be under like 285. Yeah. Or he don't get all his money. And they're doing that because the guy's huge. Yeah. Because he's got a problem with his weight. Um, so, so obviously, put it in. obviously yeah. Kyler has a problem with, with studying and focusing or something like that. And, I mean, if you're paying a guy $230 million – over five years, that's a that's a good chunk that's of change. A, it's embarrassing that you can't that, study so for you, more so than four you hours. You definitely want. I mean, I don't think they should have taken it out. If I'm paying you that much money, I want to make sure that you're doing your job and and, and studying. But well, I heard well, this is the last thing we'll say about this, and we'll move on. I heard so basically, if you don't know, they give NFL. They have tablets, Microsoft tablets, and I heard. Basically, I heard what he was doing was just he was taking his tablet home and pressing play on the stuff they gave him, and he was just letting it run, and he was never stopping it, never rewinding it, and just letting it run. So he'd yeah. press play, sit it down on the table, and go play Xbox, Call of Duty, yeah. and watching TV and stuff. And he was that's, – that's embarrassing, man. Come on, Kyler, if yeah. that's true. Which, again, we don't know all the details. Got to be true. If it's in the contract, there's got to be something to it. So that's all the time we'll spend on that. We'll move on to our first main topic, which is just college football. Uh, what is it? How many weeks? Four weeks? Uh, Five week, weeks? Week zero is like – so the first week, September 3rd, week zero is I think August 27th, something like that. So we're we're within a month yeah. of college football starting. I'm so excited. I know y'all listening – are so excited. So we're going to talk a little college football. Um, first, we're going to start off, you know, who who was it that put out a poll? Not a poll, a um, pro football focus? Pro football, yes, pro focus, football focus. That put out there, or it said it had eight coaches listed, and it picked top, it says pick top five. So uh, they had, the, you can choose between Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day, Lincoln Riley, Jimbo Fisher, Jim Harbaugh, or Luke Fickle. Um, and that, you know, obviously this was on, I think, Twitter, so people was commenting stuff. So Heath and I are going to go over our top five um, coaches. And we'll actually – we actually put out a poll on Instagram. We can go over that real quick if you want to. Yeah, we put out the poll on Instagram. And the the question on Instagram was behind Saban, because Saban, Dabo, and Kirby has got to be in everybody's top five. So the question was – in everybody's top five, who is the next guy? Who else deserves to be in there? We had Lincoln Riley, uh, Jimbo Fisher, Jim Harbaugh, and Ryan Day. And I'm and Lincoln Riley pretty much ran away with that poll. Yeah. He led the way. And then I think uh, Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day. No, Jim Harbaugh and I think Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher was, was tied for second. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, what we're going to do right now, let's go through our top five. We're going to go five through one, and then we'll talk about who's let's on do, the – Let's do one through five because I, I just don't think it's any – That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's not like what other lists we do. So, so I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. I got Nick Saban, number one. That's not a no-brainer. We're not, I'm not going to spend any time on that. His resume speaks for himself. He's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. And I know I'm an Alabama fan, but it's not even debatable. And it's, it's not like 
when Joe Paterno, it's not like, oh, he was a great coach. Now he's kind of fading out. No, he's still he's he's, he's still yeah, he's at dominating. the top of his game. Uh, so mine's obviously Nick Saban. I'll go to number two. My number two is Kirby, Kirby Smart, Georgia. Um, they won the national championship last year, but um, it, it's like the past several years they've been right there in Alabama. You know, it's really hard for Kirby to be in the SEC because I think he's one of the best coaches, the second-best coach in the nation, but he's going to get us up against Alabama every year pretty much. Um, they finally got us last year, um, but I think he recruits at a high level, great coach. Um, so, yeah, he's my number two. Yeah, uh, I got Dabo at number two. I think a lot of people, you know, they had a – they had a down year last year, and they went 10-3. and three, But the man's won multiple national championships. They're always there. I think they are gonna. They could possibly be there again this year. He's a great coach. He's a great guy. And he's young. I mean, yeah. he's still pretty young. And I think people just forgot about him, maybe because they just had a little down year. Yeah. So, I got him at two. At three, no debate. I think Kirby, he's definitely on the come, come up. I mean, he's a great coach. I, I – I don't think anybody can debate those three. Yeah, my number three, I have flip-flop with you. Uh, Dabo is my number three. Like you said, on a down year, they went 10-3. and three. I mean, I remember years ago, I think Greg McElroy was the quarterback. Alabama went 10-3, and three, I think, his senior year. And everybody was saying, because they lost South Carolina – Auburn and another team, Oklahoma. Yeah, they yeah they went ten and three, and that's when they had like Julio, Mark Ingram, Trent. Um, but after they won their first national championship, right after they won, right then the next year they went ten and three, and everybody's like, oh, you know, it was a down year. What's going to happen? Are they going to be able to keep it together? And then how many tons of national championships and games they've won since then? So I don't expect Clemson to be, you know, down this year. So, uh, he's my number three. My number four, I have Lincoln Riley, the USC head coach. Was at Oklahoma, left, went to USC for a big payday. Um, a lot of people said it was so he wouldn't have to join the SEC at Oklahoma, but I don't, I don't really think that's the case. But I have him as my number four. I think great offensive mind. Um, his problem has been finding a good defensive-minded because he's not a defensive-minded coach. Um, their defenses haven't been great, but I think overall he's a very good coach, so he's my number four. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. Uh, Lincoln Riley, he's number four for me. He's a great offensive mind, and he's always got – he had always had Oklahoma in the playoffs or yeah. on the verge of the playoffs. They basically won the Big 12 every single year, and I really think he's going to have really good success at USC. I'm excited to see them go to the Big 10 to rival – Ohio State and Michigan and stuff. It's going to be really fun. And then just for me, number five, this is really when it became a debate for me. I got Ryan Day. I know a lot of people, that's a big debate. But I just think, you know, the COVID year, I think it was his first year, he got them to the national championship, had a really talented team. Last year, they were really talented. Then they lost two games last year. He's got a really, really good ball club this year. I'm telling you, they for sure, I think, could be in the playoffs. They got a really, really good team over there. And I think he's a good coach. He's a good offensive mind. They didn't take a step down from Urban. And normally when you come from a legend coach like Urban Meyer, who's an absolute, you know, legend at the college level, they didn't take a step down. I mean, they just yeah. they continued to, you know, push right along. He's continued to recruit at a great high level. Like I said, he's he's another one of those really good offensive minds. So that's really why I got him at five. 
Yeah, so I, I actually have Ryan Day at number five also. <laughs> um, I struggled with this one too, and we'll kind of – I'll get to who I struggled with um, at, when I was doing my the verge of top being top five. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, I won't spend too much time because you hit it all. Uh, kept them going. They didn't drop off when he took over as head coach. Still recruits at a high level. Going to have a great, great team next year. Could win a national championship, so we'll see. So he's my number five. Uh, so what coaches that maybe we left outside of our top five, who do you think is on the verge and very, very close within the next few years of being a top five coach? So I think this is when it gets interesting, gets spicy, because I think the top five, pretty much everybody, you may not have those exact top five, but the top five is pretty easy. To me right here, so there's a bunch of guys you can go with, and I know I may get a lot of slack for this because there's a lot of – you know, Jimbo and uh, Harbaugh from Michigan. A lot of people love him. But for me, right outside the top five, and I think he's on the come up, could be Alabama's next head coach, Mario Cristobal. And a lot of you may not know. I know my sister has no clue who that is, Hannah. She doesn't even know who that is. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Come on, Hannah. He was at Oregon. He took Oregon to two Rose Bowls. He had them competitive every year. Yeah. They won the Pac-12 a lot. He's actually – Left Oregon, going to Miami this year. And what, listen to what I'm saying, Stephen. They are a sneaky pick to win the ACC. If Clemson's going to get beat, I see that. it's going to be by Miami. I think they're going to win. They're going to be in the ACC championship to me. I and mean, they have that quarterback we talked about. Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah. No, they're going to be loaded. And he's a Miami guy. He went there. He won a national championship there. This guy's a great – he's a big-time recruiter. That's what he's known for is recruiting, and everybody he's respected by everybody in the country, and I think he is a name to watch for. Yeah, so my – well, on Instagram we put out the poll, which of these coaches is next in line to be in the top five? And we had Lane Kiffin, Brian Kelly, Mario Cristobal, Luke Fickle, and Lane Kiffin and Brian Kelly tied um, for number one there. Um I, I, I see Lane. I could I, – I wouldn't hate anybody that said Lane. I, w- I mean, I like the Mario pick. Um, I love Lane. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I think I – w- I would never say Jimbo. I think he's overrated. Like I said, since he's been to A&M, hasn't really – he hasn't done anything. Yeah, as far as compete, they've never competed for a national championship. Or been you got to update your resume. We're um, not talking about top five all the time. We're talking yeah. about top five right now. He had won nothing since yeah. he won at Florida State uh, in 2012. Harbaugh, I think, is extremely overrated at Michigan. Um, I don't think he's close to being top five. My top five guy, actually, and if he was anywhere else, I think he would maybe already be top five. I have Luke Fickle, Cincinnati's head coach. What he was able to do, I mean – you could argue they didn't play great competition last year. Uh, they did beat Notre Dame. Um, I think they had a couple of notable wins, and then Alabama beat them, you know, pretty handily in the in the uh, first round of the playoffs. But I mean, they looked, you know, it wasn't like some D two team coming to play Alabama. You know, it wasn't like a you know somebody low level. I think. They played hard. They looked good. So, I think if Luke Fickle wasn't anywhere else, like if he was at a high-powered school with all, a bunch of resources and could get top – because you don't do so much at Cincinnati. And yeah. um, I think if he leaves in the next couple years, that within two to three years at that new school, that he'll be a, a top-five head coach. Yeah, I agree. Luke Fickle, first coach, first team 
non-Power 5 team to get into the playoff. He did that. He's a great coach. I think, you know, he lost his defense coordinator, Marcus Freeman. Well, he lost him two years ago, and I thought they were going to take a step back. I was thinking that Luke Fickle could have left to go to Notre Dame. I'm with you. One of these big-time jobs is going to open up. I don't know what job it is he's waiting for, but one of them is going to open up, and I think he's going to take it. Yeah. He's a great coach. And one more name I got. You already mentioned him, Lane Kiffin. I love Lane Kiffin. He's a brilliant offensive mind. I think his stances he takes on everything is great. His NIL stance is spot on. He's a really – I think he's a good recruiter. He's a great quarterback coach. And I just think if he got into a better – Ole Miss is a good program, but they're not elite. They're not a blue blood. Yeah. If he got into one of these, you know, just powerhouse programs – I think he could definitely take that next step. Oh, yeah, for sure. Top five. Yeah. For sure. Um, so that's our list of coaches and then who we think is on the verge. So we're going to kind of go over real quick. Last week we went over Alabama, Auburn, and LSU's schedules and what we think the over-under of on their wins. And we went through their win total that we think. So this week we're going to look at Georgia, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Florida really fast. So let's start off with with. Um, with Georgia. You want to go through that real quick? Yeah, I got Georgia's schedule pulled up, and their Vegas over-under is 10.5 wins. So, we'll talk about this. We're going to go over their schedule real quick. They play Oregon to start off the year. They got Samford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, Tennessee against Mississippi State, and then Kentucky and Georgia Tech. To me, the 10.5 over-under is very, very low for yeah. Georgia. Yeah. I got them going 11-1. and one. I can't tell you who they're going to lose to. I really have no clue. It could be Florida. It could be Tennessee. Kentucky could sneak them. They could lose the first game of the year to Oregon. Who knows? But I definitely got the over on 10.5 because I think they'll go 11-1. and one. Yeah, I have the over. Um, you would have thought we sat down and did this list together. I have them 11-1 and one also. And like you, I don't. You don't uh, know who they're going to lose. I don't to. know. I mean, like you said, I mean, they're at Kentucky. Will Levis, one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC and the country, could get them. Um, Tennessee, it was sneaky offense last I year. I think their defense is going to take a step back. Well, yeah, when they, you lose that much talent, lost, you have to. They lost eight starters on defense. Now, they're like Alabama. They have tons of – so, talent's not going to be an issue. It's going to be experience. Um, and as we've seen in Alabama, a lot of times – Young guys are extremely talented, but they don't have the experience. So there's blown coverages. There's, you know, just brain farts that they have. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Um, so I think they're going to take a step back for sure. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, that was a historical defense. It's kind of hard to live up to that. But even on offense, they lost top two receivers, top two running backs, two starting offensive linemen. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But I, I think – they're going 11-1. Like you said, I don't know who they're going to lose to, but I have them over. Uh, so, next team, Texas A&M. Let me pull, pull up their – you have their schedule? Yeah, I got Go their ahead. schedule pulled up. So, they play Sam Houston, Appalachian State, University of Miami, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Alabama, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, and LSU. They actually have a pretty difficult schedule. Yeah. The game three against Miami, very sneaky. So, Texas A&M's over-under was eight and a half which to me, you know, could be low, could be high. I got the under for Texas A&M. I am not high on Texas A&M. I know a lot of people are. I got Texas A&M at 7-5. 7-5, and five. Seven I, and five, Yeah, I got really? them definitely losing to Bama. 
I got yeah. them losing to Ole Miss. I got Miami beating them. And then you just throw in there two more losses. Yeah. Auburn could sneak them. LSU could – I got LSU beating them at the end of the year. I'm not high on Texas A&M Depending on how Billy Napier has Florida. Dude, Max on. Johnson is their starting quarterback, I think. I th- well, he left LSU and went to Texas A&M. Yeah. I'm just not high on them. Yeah, I, I have. So, what's, what's the over on eight and a half? Eight and a half. I had them at nine and three. Oh, Lord. Um, and which is crazy because I've been hating on them for the past several weeks. Um, I don't know. I, I just think – I think Jimbo Fisher is overrated, but I don't think he's a bad coach. And I do think even though their experience won't be there, I think this most – the best recruiting class in, in college football history uh, that's coming in that – may or may not have been paid by NIL deals. Um, I think even though the experience won't be there, I think a lot of the talent will win them some games. So I have them going 9-3. and three. And like I said, since Jimbo Fisher's been at A&M, they have never won 10 games or more. So I'm not going to put them past 10 games or, or even at 10 games. So I think the best. But I would I honestly would not be surprised if they go 7-5. and five. So we'll see. Uh, next team, Ole Miss. Who's that? Ole Miss. They start the year off at Troy, then Coastal, Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama, let's see, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. Their over-under was set at 7.5. That is very that's, low. Let me tell you. That's why. a slap in the face. That's a slap in the face. But let me tell you this. I got them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got them starting seven and oh before they play LSU. I am very high on Ole Miss. They got a ton of transfers coming in. I'm high on Jackson Dart, who they got from USC, the quarterback. So I got them at nine and three. And I got them hitting the over of the seven and a half. I'm really high on Lane Kiffin. I say this probably every episode. He's a brilliant offensive mind. I'm really high on Ole Miss and they could be a dark horse in the SEC. Yeah, I like you, I have them going seven and zero to start the season. Um wouldn't be surprised if they take um LSU. Wouldn't be surprised if they beat A and M. Um well I, mean, I, I don't them, want I, them to beat let's see. I got them losing to LSU, losing to Alabama, and then Either losing to Arkansas or Mississippi State and then finishing nine and three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to go eight and zero to start the season, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me they get Alabama a hard time because a couple years ago when we went to Ole Miss, um, it was like a shootout pretty much. Um, neither defense can do anything. So, but yeah, I, I'm pretty high. I think what would you say seven and a half was the yeah seven and Vegas. A half. That's yeah. That's that's too, that's, too low. that's very. Extremely low. I mean, I have them. I think over easy. What are you eight and four? No, I have I have them ten and two. Ten and two. I have them ten oh, and two. Wow. I you, think you are very high. Uh, I like you said I, the I transfers because I, when we did Alabama last week, I said that they could potentially upset Bama, and if they beat Bama, they'll definitely finish ten and two. Could be eleven and one. Hopefully, yeah. And depending on how well this quarterback works in, that's coming in. Um, yeah, I think they could go ten and two. So. Easy. Last team, Florida. Go ahead. Florida. Florida starts the year off with a really tough game. Utah. Utah is a very good team. Yeah. They start off with Utah, Kentucky, South Florida, Tennessee, East Washington, Missouri, LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Vandy, and Florida State. Listen, Vegas has their over-under at six and a half. 
man, what a slap in the face to Florida. Florida used to be a real powerhouse. I got the over. Six and a half. I, they got to win. They got to go seven and five. Listen, they're going to – to me, they're definitely going to lose to Utah, I think. Uh, yeah. Utah's I mean, just – Utah – okay, this is a good way to describe Utah. They're the private school that doesn't have the best athletes, but are just really well coached, and they're just all tough. Yeah. That's just a good way to describe them. Yeah. They almost beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last year. They did. They beat – which it was years and years ago, but they beat Alabama. Yeah. That was a long time ago, but still. Um, yeah, I, I have them over. I have them eight and four. I mean, I don't think they do amazing, Billy Napier's first year. But honestly, dude, if Anthony Richardson is yeah. their starting quarterback, I mean, we saw what he did last year, and he was he was banged up some. Um, I think, and I told you, and I think maybe Markwell and Chase, whenever Alabama barely won, they took a big lead at Florida. Florida came back, and Alabama almost lost. I think if Anthony Richardson would have been healthy – I think we lose. Alabama loses that game because he's just a freak athlete. He's kind of he, he's in the mold of Cam Newton: strong arm, big body, can run, yeah. can run you over, can run past you. Um, so just a really good quarterback. If he takes the next step, I I think six and a half is very very low. Yeah, I, I, listen, I don't know what these guys are looking at. Six and a half is extreme low. You're basically saying that they could possibly not win a bowl game, but. Next week, we're going to hit on the rest of the SC teams. We're going to take a quick break and listen to this ad we got coming up. Then we're going to hit on our second topic of the night. We're back. Second topic of the night. We'll be hitting on NFL and we're recording on Monday night, August 1st. And the reason I say that is because the bombshell that we've really been talking about, we've talked about it a lot on the show, Deshaun Watson, yeah, the uh, independent jury or independent judge has Deshaun Watson suspended six games without pay. Steven, I want you to give your thoughts first because this one has got my blood boiling. Oh, man, you and me both. Uh like Keith said, we mentioned there were, I don't even know how many, several. It was like over 20, almost like 25, almost, almost 30 women that came out and said, and they were all massage therapists that said during their um, sessions with him that he did inappropriate things, you know, you can imagine, of a sexual nature, obviously. Um, and so they were all coming out and, and all these allegations. And then it took a long time. This was even when he was at the Houston Texans. Now he's traded to the Cleveland Browns. Um, so basically all this happens, a lot of um, stuff kind of gets dropped or um, he's not charged federally. Anyway, I say all that to say a judge came out and said that he suspended six games without pay for violating the NFL's um, conduct, policy. conduct policy. So basically uh, – so Basically, they're saying, obviously, he violated some rules and he did some stuff he's not supposed to do, so he suspended six games without pay. He should have been suspended, yes. And this was actually another Instagram poll. Yeah, um, I, I just asked a question. He got suspended six games. I said, do you agree with this? Should it have been more? Should it have been less? Or do you don't think he's been suspended? Every 100%. 100% of the people that voted. 
voted that he should have had a more tougher suspension. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't understand what the NFL gauges, like what do they use to to uh, say this punishment gets this or, or this you know crime? I air quote, but that this is a crime gets this punishment. <laughs> this this uh, misconduct they call it. You know they violate their conduct policy. This misconduct gets this crime. This misconduct gets that crime. Because you're going to hit on a few in a minute. I'll hit on one of them. Calvin Ridley, who. Alabama receiver, went to the Falcons. He he stepped away for, I think he only played five games, stepped away and um, to focus on his mental health and to kind of get away from the game. He got caught betting on games. Come to find out, it was $1,500, so not a lot of money. Still, he shouldn't bet on games, but still, $1,500. He wasn't, it wasn't while he was with the team. He wasn't. He wasn't coming out and, you know, giving the, you know, op- opponent, these are the plays we're running. He wasn't on the field and, like, not catching the ball because he wanted to, um, you know, win the bet. It was just why he was away from the game. He said he wasn't even watching the games because he couldn't due to his mental health. He wanted to get that straight. Not even watching, not even playing, not even practicing, didn't know anything that was going on with game plan, and yet he gets suspended an entire season well, actually, it said indefinitely, at least for an entire season, could go longer. Yeah. So, minimum one season, he gets suspended for betting $1,500 on a game. Deshaun Watson, sexual mis- misconduct. misconduct, 30 different women, massage therapists, or whatever they're called, and oh, six games. I don't understand. I would like to talk to the. I don't know if it was a man or a woman. woman. It's a woman judge. Um, I'd like to know what, like, kind of what went into the thinking of that. I mean, that makes that. In what world does that make? If you're listening and you think that that makes sense, or you think that he got six games is enough without pay, please email us. Please message us, and we would love to hear your opinion on why you think. This makes sense. Well, let me say this. I'm going to give this lady the benefit of the doubt. This is the first time. Normally, the commissioner makes these rulings, and this is the first time that something like this has went to a, they call it somebody who doesn't have any kind of skin in the game. So she had no affiliation with the NFL or the yeah, uh, yeah. Players Association. Right. So in her, in her defense, she's used to punishing criminals to – a time in jail. So if you do this, you get six months. You do this, you get six months. How does she know his crime? Six games. Like what? What is that? So what does that equate to in in jail time? Six months. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So that makes no sense. But the commissioner can come back, and I think he will. He can say, I, I don't think know, he's going to. I don't agree with that ruling, and he's going to drop the hammer. There's been a lot of blowback already. It was just dropped. It just dropped this morning. Today, Stephen Stephen said it great. Ridley, he fifteen hundred dollar bet, he gets a season. Tom Brady, they the NFL says that he deflated. He had deflated some football. He deflate. He told some people to deflate the football so he could throw them better. He got suspended four games for deflating footballs. And they got and the Patriots uh, received uh, was it a million dollar fine? They lost their first and their fourth round. First pick. and their fourth round pick for deflating footballs. But Deshaun Watson gets six games. 
DeAndre Hopkins, he took performance-enhancing drugs. He actually said he didn't take it. It was in some food that he ate, and he didn't know. Yeah, He got a six-game suspension for taking performance-enhancing drugs. Deshaun Watson gets six games for sexual misconduct against 30 different women. Yeah. What? How does that? What What do you, I mean, what is the NFL trying to say? And for the people that say, oh, well, you know, you're innocent to proven guilty. Well, this is how you know he was guilty. Well, he got. Because the ruling, he got suspended, obviously, so he's guilty. But the ruling says from now on, Deshaun Watson has to use physical therapists that work for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. First of all, for people that don't know, Okay. Do you do you does the same person cut your hair every time? Oh yeah. Okay. Same here. It's like for people that are listening, it's like your barber or the person that cuts your hair. You're not just going to any you know Joe Blow thirty different people every time you get your hair. So every time you get your hair cut, you're going to a different person. Yeah. You don't do that. It's the same thing with massage therapists with these athletes. They're going to the same person or same one or two people every single time. So for him to have thirty sexual misconducts with thirty different women, and some people say it was over sixty. Yeah. In a matter of a year and a half, that's us. Plus, that's messed up. Plus, like you said, the NFL, the teams, they have their own people. It's literally like free there. Yeah. Now, I'm sure he's not worried about what he has to pay because he's raking it in. But still, it's like they – that's their job. They're like – they're there. I'm pretty sure they're – I mean, I don't know. I'm not an NFL player, but I would think they're at practice. He they're at games. these girls meet him at these random hotels and give him – a massage. A massage, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense because, I, I don't know, we could talk on, I mean, and if you look through the, the history of the NFL, um, domestic violences and, and just, you know, performance-enhancing drugs, which a lot of those didn't even, you could, there's so many substances that enhance your performance to the NFL, you could take a protein powder and yeah, one in, one yeah. ingredient in that protein powder could be an, a performance-enhancing drug and illegal, and you get tested, and the it's, oh, day, you get yeah. suspended four or five games for taking this protein powder. Um, so, I, I don't know. It's I'll say we're not going to stay on it too much longer, but I think by next episode we do, probably next week, I think the NFL by then would have because they got three days to appeal it. I think they're going to appeal it. I think they're they when they went to the court, they said they wanted him gone for the whole year, indefinite suspension, which means the whole year and could be longer, kind of like what they did to Ridley. But I think they're. I think he's definitely to me going to get. I don't eight. understand that. You so said the NFL went to the courts. Why don't the, why doesn't because why does the NFL just do it? Because the C, the new CBA they put into they said Roger Goodell was unfairly. Suspending people, kind of like Tom Brady and stuff. So the CBA said, hey, they want to get an independent arbitrator is what they're calling it. Saying he had too much power, I guess. Yeah, they're saying he had too much power. Independent arbitrator coming in, so they're not affiliated with the NFL or the Players Association. But here's the kicker. If the NFL appeals, Roger Goodell still gets the final say. Yeah. He still gets to make the decision. Which he – this is one where he needs to step in. He needs to step in and do something. Dude, I, I it might not even make it to our next episode. It might be tomorrow that he comes out and says, yeah, we're not doing this six-game crap. Yeah, and I think he will. But we'll hit on it more probably next week for sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have more news by then. But moving on, me and Steven, like we said, college football is getting close. So is the NFL. So we're going to pretty much go over – we want to go over each division and uh, go over who we think is going to win. 
some sleeper teams in each division. We're going to start off with the AFC East. That's the Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Jets. Steven, who you got winning this division? Well, I'll start at the bottom. I have Jets coming in last. For sure. Then I have Patriots, then the Dolphins, then the Bills. Uh, I mean, Bills, they were – if they got that ball versus the Chiefs in overtime, they're going to the next – They could possibly win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Bills are really – Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, their defense was good. I mean – I just think – I don't think – I mean, as as much additions that the Dolphins have made, and I think they're going to be way, way better this season, I still don't think they overtake the Bills. Um, the Patriots, you know, we've read reports of Mac Jones doing really, really, really well, but they lost – they didn't really add a lot. No, they um, didn't. No. And they haven't even – they don't even have offensive coordinator. It's like it's a guy that – has been a defensive coordinator his whole life, pretty much. That is calling offensive plays. And there's reports that Bill Belichick has been calling offensive plays, and he's not known as an offensive guy. I mean, I don't know. He might come in there and be like, man, Bill's the best offensive mind ever. So, But I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, so I have the Bills winning that division. Yeah, you're spot on everything. I agree with you. I got the Jets, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Bills. The, the Bills got better. They they could have won the Super Bowl last year yeah. if they had won the coin toss, and they added Von Miller, they added James Cook, running back from Georgia, who Dalvin Cook's brother. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Gabriel Davis is going to be good. Josh Allen, best quarterback potentially in the NFL. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, my wife doesn't agree with those picks for, because she's a Patriots fan. She's always telling me. Bill Belichick always does some weird stuff that you don't understand, but it always works out. Well, we're going to see. I don't think it always works out. Um, no. It, <laughs> so, he, he had to, you know, it, I don't think it's working out next year. Um, but, hey, who knows? She might be at the end of the season telling me. She might be on this podcast saying, hey, I, I told you so. I would love if the Patriots did good. I, yeah, because I, I mean, I like. my favorite player in the NFL Yeah, I right like now. Mac Jones. I hope he does great. Um, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so in, why – here's another question we got in this little division. Why does Tua – we've already hit on a little bit. Why does Tua get so much hate, do you think? Is it because of Alabama? Because he's a lefty. No, uh, Tim Tebow got hate. He's a lefty. No, uh, I think a lot of it has to do – he came from Alabama um, because, I mean, everybody – if you're not an Alabama fan, you hate Alabama. Kind of like for years when Tom Brady was at the Patriots. If you're not a Patriots fan, you hate the Patriots. Um, so I think a lot of it has to do is because he came from Alabama. I, honestly, I think that might be the reason because coming out of college, and then obviously he's going to be compared to Joe Burrow, to Justin Herbert, and since he hasn't done what they've done in two years, then all of a sudden it's a it's a bust, or he's a, he's a bust because uh, he's not putting up the same numbers, he's not doing as well as they are, which. It doesn't make you can't compare. It's not apples to apples. Offense the skill players are different. I mean, they've had the the Dolphins. He's been behind the worst offensive line in the NFL the past two years. Skill players have been horrible, and I don't think what a lot of people realize. And I'm not some, I you know played professional football, but like the the hip injury he sustained was like a freak accident. It's something they say you see in car accidents. You don't really see it on the football field. The only other person that we know of was um, Bo, Jackson. Bo Jackson. I mean, they were 
questioning whether he would walk straight again, let alone be able to play football. And so I don't think he should have played his rookie year, even though he was he his hip might have been like healthy. But with anything, so I've played baseball my whole life. If you any sport that you throw, whether it's baseball, softball, football, if you're a quarterback, your power is generated from your lower body and being able to get power behind your throws. And so even though his hit might have been healthy to run around on, because he was out – I mean, when I was a kid, I broke my arm. wasn't even that bad. It was in a cast for six weeks. When I got it out the cast, my arm was noticeably smaller. Weak. It was weaker. I couldn't throw that well because it was my right arm. Um, and that was six weeks. This guy, you know, dislocates his hip, might not walk again if they don't, you know, take care of him. And yet he's not – he's his, so he's weak – his lower body's weak. He can't get power behind his throws. He can't recuperate and and really do everything he needs to. So whereas a lot of guys throughout the season are only focusing on game plan and stuff, he's probably he's still trying to build his strength back to where it was. And it, it bugs me, you know, people always say, Oh, he's got a weak arm. His arm's so weak in the NFL. It's like I understand Alabama was better than everybody in college, but he still had a strong arm in college. So what do you think? He just woke up one day and like, oh, his arm's gone. I was like, no, he 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 had a hip injury. You can't throw. He's literally throwing with all arm pretty much. Um, but I mean, I know it's just it's just um training camp, but some of the highlights coming out of training camp from the Dolphins, um, obviously he's not getting hit and all this stuff. Defense isn't running some complex scheme, but I'm talking about like just the throws and the zip on his throws, like the one you sent me to Tyreek Hill. That was a 55, 60 yarder air. I mean, it was a 65 yard touchdown, but it was like it traveled like 55, 60 yards in the air. Um, so I think he's going to be way, way better this year, and I, I really do hope hope he is. For one, I think he's a great guy, um, and to you know kind of shut up some people. Yeah, no, I, I mean I agree pretty much with everything you said. I think he gets compared to Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert a lot. And then I think people judge him off of what he was his sophomore – of course, winning the national championship coming in, his sophomore season and his junior season before he got the hip injury. He hasn't had the chance – I think this year we'll see the best version of Tua. His last year, he didn't have a chance that offseason to even – he wasn't training. He wasn't getting better. He was trying to recover and getting back to what he was. I think he's going to yeah. take that step. Like you said, adding the receivers. Plus, he didn't. Lineman. Yeah, I, I don't think he was set up for success under Flores, because I mean, where they had like two guys calling offensive plays, co-offensive coordinator or something. Yeah, their receivers really were like over the past two years, other than Waddle, were like the worst in the NFL at creating separation. They couldn't run the ball worth the crap. They're off like so. This is put it in perspective. They're like, if you look up, I looked it up. I think it's. PFF um, put out the numbers that the Dolphins' offensive line had the worst pass pass blocking efficiency in the NFL, and that's with Tua. I think he either led the NFL or was top three in getting the ball out. So even though he was one of the top quarterbacks in the league at getting the ball out of his hands, they were still one of the worst pass blocking offensive line in the NFL. So I don't think he was set up for success on top of all the trade rumors. Um, so, that messes with you mentally. When you're getting hit all the time, obviously it messes with you physically. So, I, I think he's going to be way, way, way better mentally and physically this year than he's been 
since he's been in Alabama. Yeah, and best of luck to him. I hope he does good. We're going to get to our last team of the night. We're going to – well, division. The AFC North, it's got the Bengals, Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. I got the Ravens winning this. I think it's going to go – we're going to see what happens to Deshaun. But if he is only suspended six games, I got Ravens one, Browns two, Bengals three, Steelers four. I think the Ravens, I got it here, they were leading their division before Lamar Jackson got hurt, and then they lost five straight to not make yeah. the playoffs. I think Lamar Jackson is going to come back with vengeance. I love Lamar Jackson, great athlete. They're getting everybody healthy. They basically lost every single running back they had. They basically lost all their cornerback last year. They got rid of that Wink Martindale guy that he let. He, the, he got fired. He was the defense coordinator. coordinator yeah. uh, he, he's the kind of guy – he covered zero blitz. That's all he wanted to do on third down, and they got bombed away yeah. every game. So, I think getting rid of him is going to help a lot. Yeah, I have um, I have Ravens winning it because if Lamar can can stay healthy, um, I think they I think they easily win it. Um, at the bottom, I have the Steelers as last place in the division. Um, I just don't think. I just, I just don't think they're going to do very well. I think they're at last. I actually have the Browns. Well, depending on just the Sean Watson thing, I'm going to say he gets suspended for the whole year. So, I think they're going to be in third because I think I, – I wouldn't be surprised they come in second, but I have them as third right now. Bengals I have second. And then Ravens um, um, number one because of Lamar Jackson. I mean, they really did. They had so many people get hurt. Um, So, I, I think they're at the top. My buddy Monk, if you're listening, I know you'll like that pick. Um, but, yeah, I have the Ravens at the top, mainly because Lamar Jackson coming back, being healthy. And so, I think they do. They might go all the way and win the Super Bowl. For sure. For sure. But uh, that's all we have for tonight. Thank you all for listening. Do not forget to subscribe to our channel. Follow us on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter. Email us, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk at gmail.com. Uh, for sure, follow us on Instagram because, like he said, we'll post a lot of the uh, that what we're going to be talking about. So, y'all check us out there, and we'll see you next week.